Hi guys, welcome back to Road to Resilience, recapturing athletes' focus. Trust that you got you're, you're a little bit psyched like we are from the the intro. Can't wait to deliver this one. This is probably the biggest factor in limiting athletes between their careers and their their lives as well. And and it rolls over into so many aspects of everything we do. And I'm joined here again with Mark Rigg and and Brad Harmon, and they're going to deliver as much as we can around this subject, and I trust that you'll connect with it as, as much as uh, we all do. How are you guys going? Good. How are you? Oh, yeah. Awesome. Yeah, really good. Really awesome. good. Awesome. Okay, so where does this question come from, I wonder? Am I good enough? Where does it come from, do you guys reckon? Well, for me, I mean, it just comes from deep within and, and a sense of trying to achieve belonging. You know, we want to know, we always want to know that we're good enough in, in whatever that we do, and if we're not good enough, we figure out how to get there, so... You know, looking at it from from an athlete perspective, um, we, we grow up making different teams or striving for different teams, achieving different goals. So we're always being judged um, and evaluated. So we're always wondering, am I good enough to make this team? Am I good enough to progress to this level? And we know that we have coaches, scouts, whoever it might be, evaluating our performance. So we're always seeking clarification that we are good enough mm. and and some athletes will struggle with um basically with that question and that can sit with them and, and eat them up a little bit I, for me personally and it was right through my career it was i suppose no more evident than, than when i was in the major leagues for a few weeks and i was up there due to an injury and at the time i questioned I felt like I hadn't necessarily deserved it in a sense of I didn't play myself into that team. So I was there because of an injury and I questioned myself whether I was good enough. Now, my behavior there, I was a, I was really introverted, really shy. I just didn't want to get in anyone's way. Mm. And looking back on that, I was probably a really poor teammate because I wasn't the guy that I knew I was and, and who I am and I wasn't helping others I was just in admiration of these guys and probably thinking I'm, I'm not good enough to be here and now that I look back on it there, there, there is a lot of lessons to be learned but the main one is what did I bring what what value did I add even though I wasn't necessarily playing every day and there's a lot that I probably missed out on um, giving to my teammates and all that is is the personal struggle with am I good enough mm. so if I had have had a look at that from a different perspective and seen it in a different light that, yes, I was good enough, and even though there was an injury, I had earned that next spot in line, perhaps I could have approached that differently. But the struggle um, continues, and it continues for, for many athletes, and then as we go into our, into our personal lives. So it's always evident. It's just realizing how to handle that question and how to look at it and change our perspective so that we can move forward in a positive way. Yeah, wow. That's a powerful story, definitely. And it does have an adverse effect on the way you connect with your team, doesn't it? Definitely. definitely. You would have a very similar story, I would imagine, Mark. Yeah, 100%. Um, uh, I asked myself that question probably for 13 years out of my 15-year career. Am I good enough to be here? Um, and I guess the older you get, the, the less selfish you get and the more you think you can give to others. Um, and then the last couple of years of my career, I thought, yeah, I'm, I am. I am good enough to be here. And uh, I wasn't waiting for that letter to say you were cut from the team or, or anything like that. Um, and similarly as a coach now uh, am I good enough to be here and then it doesn't really matter um, uh, from a coaching point of view you can resource you get people in to help you do what you can't do 
Uh, and that's what I've done with my team this year, is surround myself with the best people that I know to get the job done. Um, but I think in every aspect of your life, like Brad was saying, it's um, you continually ask yourself that question, and it's a peer pressure thing. Uh, everyone's always around you trying to be better than you or compete with you, or maybe that's just the way you feel. Um, but that's where that question comes from. Uh, I think as you get older and, and the more experience you have in life, the less you ask it. Mm. and the less of a focus that it becomes uh, and you just get on with doing what you've got to do so but as a player you know 100% every time you go out there into a big game am I good enough um, I think if you ask yourself that question in that situation you're in a bit of trouble <laughs> and you have to just build, build a bridge and get over it and get on with the job so yeah and I think just, just on that and what you said is we're, we're always being evaluated by others so we're always seeking that um I suppose, am I good enough from others and perhaps if we change that that thought process to am I giving everything that I have to give so rather than and I would sleep uh, stay awake at night until five in the morning six in the morning waiting to be cut because I knew that it was coming because I wasn't performing but I wasn't worrying about am I giving the best that I can give yeah. I was worried about where they're evaluating me at yep. right now so just changing that from pleasing others which which is a part of life and and you know there's others that are going to assist our journey or cut our journey short sometimes with um, being evaluated in certain areas but changing that mindset from am I good enough in this person's eyes to am I doing what I need to do am I achieving my goals or reaching my standards that I'm setting myself because if I can set my standards and live my life or play my sport to my standards, I've got no regrets. And if it doesn't work out, it doesn't work out. Yeah, just changing that mindset. Yeah, yeah 100%. Yep. And you're shifting from somebody else's standards, somebody else's expectations to your own, where you control what you're doing, getting the best out of you. Um, I really like that. That's, that's definitely something that somebody could take on board. From a coaching perspective, though, um, what's primal within us is there's three universal fears. Um, one of them is not uh, belonging, which you, we touched on earlier, not being loved, and not being good enough, or not being enough. So if these are inside us on a, in a primal level, how do we get over them, do you reckon? Stumped you. Yeah, yeah, that's a good question. Mm. Um, it, if it is primal, how do you get over it? Uh, good question. I guess you have to really think really hard about how, I mean, personally, how I got over all those things. And I guess that's the question that you ask. Do I belong? Do I belong? And, and the proof for me was in the pudding when you go out and you do the job that you're going to do. For me, personally, the, the one day that that happened for me where I did feel like I belonged was when uh, one of the senior players that had been in the, in the team that I'd been in for a long time came up to me after a game where I didn't get to start pitching that game. I came in and, and rescued the guy that started. And... He came up to me after the game and he said, I'm really sorry, you should have started that game. And that was to me, having this old guy who'd been there for 15 years himself say to me, you're one of us now. That mm. for me was that feeling of belonging. Um, Did you feel like you had to prove it to them though? 100%. Yeah. Yeah, and I still do. I still do to this day feel like you have to prove something to somebody. Someone like Brad keeps saying, we're always in the, under the eye of others. And uh, I think once you forget about that, you push that to the side get on with what you're doing because you are good at what you do so yeah that's it i think it's um to move beyond those, those primal instincts those primal fears if we shift our focus away from from trying to belong 
from trying to, to create uh, whatever it is that we're trying to create, if we were to sit back and say to ourselves, am I reaching my full potential in this area? What does success look like to me in this place? Am I meeting those standards? Am I, are my expectations of what, my, what is possible for me too big? Or am I in control? Am I hitting those targets? What's the ceiling look like? I know it's lots of questions, but if, we, if we're looking at those, it's uncapped. That's why I said Our potential is uncapped. However, so many athletes, and I see this now, coaching, life coaching, athlete coaching, whatever it is that we're doing, you see that athletes put a ceiling on everything. Can I, can't I, I'm not sure. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm doing the best I can. I'm going to go and try. No, you're not going to try. Just go and do. Go on and live it. Go and experience it. Wouldn't you agree? Yeah, uh, definitely. And, and part of that is identifying a process. And like what you said, so within baseball, and you guys can obviously relate with softball, we're looking at a set of standards or parameters that define success. Mm. And it's, a, it's the end game. And there's many things that go into leading up to that. There's processes, there's thought processes, how I get myself ready, what am I doing away from the field. And if I'm not meeting these processes that I know are going to allow me the best chance for me to succeed, whether I succeed or not, are they giving me the best chance of succeeding? If I'm not following those processes, nine times out of ten it's going to be hard for me to succeed according to the parameters, the standards that are, that are set. So... By breaking it down and having a, a process in place or a series of processes, that will then give you something to tick off as you're going along. Yeah. And you might have that series of processes might be six or seven. And that way you might hit five out of seven. That way you've got something to work for. So we're not worrying about that end result. We're worrying about what gives us the best chance of succeeding at that end result yeah. and following those, those little processes. Yeah, cool. Would you like that, though? Yeah, I, I wanted to just touch on on what you said about a ceiling and having a a standard that you meet, and then that's it. Uh, I think I, I agree with you 100 percent that potential is is limitless. Um, push yourself to be the best you can be, and you never know where you're going to go. Um, so yeah, just continually, continually raising the bar every time, and not having that that oh, oh if I've if I've hit. 450 this year, that's it for me, you know, push yourself to get to the next level, um, whether that be softball, baseball, basketball, cricket, whatever it needs to be. Um, I think that we, we do tend to cap ourselves at a level and say, that's where I want to get to and that's it. So, yeah, that's important to not do that and to, to push yourself to continually improve. So what I wanted to talk about now is how we can move forward. What are some of the things that, that athletes can do? I, I'd like to kick that off, that's why with you guys, is certainty. Certainty breeds certainty. So if you're if you're in a in a single athlete sport like a track runner, or if you're in a team sport, it, no matter what, it still breeds because there's support staff, there's coaches, there's all these types of people around you, your teammates, and certainty for me is a simple shift in the language, simple shift in the language, and, and even to the point where it, it almost feel like you're lying to yourself at the start, where you're no longer trying to do anything, you're going to give everything I have. Not going to just go out there and have a go and I'm going to challenge up against the best. I'm, I'm actually going to give everything I have and if I win, I win. If I don't, at least I will learn from it. Shifting that focus. Um, what were some of the things that you guys did throughout your career when there was a lack of certainty? Um, and Brad, you're, you're, you would have gone through a career of massive uncertainty with the, the whole way that baseball 
um, in America's plight uh, throughout the minor league career and all that sort of stuff. What, what were sort of the, some of the things that you did to, to help you get over that uncertain time? Well, and, and to be honest, I, I struggled a, lo- a lot of times. And it's, it is that uncertainty. It is, am I good enough? Uh, it is questioning what I was doing at the time. So there was a lot of times when, when I was struggling because especially uh, elite level sport, as we know in, in most sports, but there is, no, there is no guarantees. You can sign a guaranteed contract, but it doesn't mean you're going to play um, mm. you know, if form goes away. So it's a, it's a really, go- really difficult one to, to deal with. At the end of the day, looking back, I, I wish I had trusted processes or put processes in place and then trusted those processes. So um, like what I was just saying before, I was, I was really focused on within baseball, if you hit 300, you're successful. If you don't, you're not. And that, that's a really cut and dry approach to it now when I went to the field I was so uh, focused that that was what I wanted to achieve and I let go of many other aspects you know that being a good teammate um, my my nutrition my health away from the field all these things all I cared about was my swing and I forgot about all the other aspects that go into being a a successful player so I really keyholed myself into worrying about one area um, and that all that did was build up on my my uncertainty. So it comes back to having having that balance and and trusting what what you're trying to get out of it, trusting your processes. Um, and if you trust in yourself and trust in your processes and hit those markers along the way, the uncertainty will always be there. But it's the athletes that understand that, identify it, and just work with it. You know, as soon as we can say this, it is what it is. That's fine. I'm not the only guy that has that uncertainty. That's fine. But that's over there. What am I worried about doing? Here's what I'm worried about doing now. And just follow your your path. Yeah, that's huge. Embrace the uncertainty. Mm. Definitely love that. Mm. What about you, Mark? What do you think? Oh, I was just jotting down some notes here because I went through different levels of uncertainty and 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 that in my career. I started off as a as a young player in a in a senior team, um, oblivious to all of that. Uh, when when the the senior guys were uncertain or whenever they needed something done, I just went and did it because I was just young and stupid and just went and did what I was told to do yeah uh, transitioning that into a senior player having and when I became a senior player there was so many kids playing and the age gap was that 10 10 to 15 year age gap for me and um, I, I felt like I had to build the certainty in them and, and take that role on and go and do it on the field and then come in and pump their tires up to, in order for them to go and finish off the job that I started so um, I agree hundred percent with you uh, embrace the uncertainty and and run with it and see how you go. Yeah, okay. Yeah, understand that it's there, but so in terms of getting over that that lack of certainty, which which breeds that 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 fear of um, not being good enough. What sort of process do you processes now looking back on your career? Do you wish you could have implemented to help you win those times? Let's just leave that one open to you. Yeah, I. I think for for one, it's understanding uh, what what success means to you individually, mm-hmm. and the the fact within baseball hitting 300 that will always be there. Um, but there's certain things along the way within a game, within at bats for me personally, that would have an overall impact on that end result. Now I was so focused on the end result that I wasn't hitting key areas along the way, so for me to sit back and have a look at 
trusting and valuing my processes and understanding that's how I'm going to grade my day today. You know, if I went three for four, that was a great day. Mm. And there's other days where you can, I could go over for four, but perhaps I had really great at-bats. So a lot of the times the end result doesn't necessarily dictate how we went about it. And I just think it just, it always comes back to valuing your process and what you're trying to, to do, which you then can evaluate at the end of a day or the end of a game. Yeah, yeah, okay, cool. What about you, Mark? I, I just wish that there was um, something like this out there back when I was doing that because then my coaches would have understood the uncertainty uh, that they were bringing as well, um, which doesn't help at all. Um, so that's, I just wish that there was a lot more knowledge out there back then so that you could change the way you train, change your processes, do all those things that you're talking about, Brad, hit your, hit your targets. Uh, I'm pretty sure back in, back in the days when I was playing that there was players in that team that didn't have standards, that didn't have expectations, that just went out there and did it because they were told to. Um, so, and a lot of that comes down to the coaching and to the, to the mentality of the people around the sport that, yeah, that, that they just go out there and play because they do rather than having a target and having that aim and having that. So for me, that's what I wish that, mm. yeah. Is it, did you guys find that you spent a lot of time inside your head, speaking a lot to yourself, holding a lot of that emotional charge and where do I go now inside yourself? Yeah, absolutely. Or did you have someone that you could rely on to help you with that at the time that made it easier? Or would that have been easier? For me, it would have been massive, and you, I suppose you've got your family and you've got your friends, but and you can you can lean on those people and speak for what well, you know, talk about what you're going through. It's just different when they haven't quite walked the shoes. So having someone to to lean on or speak to, whether it be within your organisation or someone that's gone through it, even in a different sport, would have would have been massive. And at the end of the day, all you wanted to know that it was okay that you feel that way and. You know, when we get so down on ourselves, and I did probably 80% of my career, I always wanted more. I would always, I wouldn't celebrate the good times. I would just say, what's next? You know, where am I going now? So having someone that, for that support, um, would have been huge. And at the end of the day, I think it was just understanding that I'm certainly not the only guy going through it, but at the time, you do feel like you are, and you feel so isolated, and you're seeing all your teammates it seems like everyone else is succeeding and you're just struggling to come to terms with that and why you're not getting there so having someone to talk to about processes emotions whatever it might be would have been massive I feel at times I was screaming out for that help but in no way was I asking for it yeah 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 get that yeah 100 percent I couldn't agree anymore that that yeah Looking back on it now, you know that everyone's gone through exactly the same thing or something very, very similar. And um, yeah, if you had had someone come and just just touch you on the shoulder and say, "Hey, you'll be right, mate," then then yeah, mm. yeah. So awesome. awesome. That's that's really huge. And we're going to end out this one here because uh, I think that there's so much probably going on for the listener right now. And and I know that for myself, there's lots going on through my head. I could talk about this all day. But just to recap, it's the feeling of not being good enough isn't a reality it's something that you have created it's not real you can choose to think that or you can choose to live that or you can choose to let it go and understand that if we embrace the uncertainty and use that energy that uncertainty brings we can allow ourselves to do what we need to do whenever we need to do it but the problem is is we get bogged down with the thought with the idea with the feeling 
and we just keep pounding ourselves with this negative charge instead of allowing it to come out into our games, into our lives, and just say to ourselves, you know what, it's okay. I'm right where I need to be right now, and I'll be okay. I'll find a way to make it happen. You know, when you guys get, when when athletes go out and train, they go out and train with a purpose. They train and they push themselves to create a, a better understanding of how far they can go. When they go out to field, I mean, like for you guys out here, you know, you guys both playing softball or baseball. When you guys go out to train, you push yourselves to the next level. Always, life is no different. And the same thing here with not being good enough. It's about letting go of that idea because it's not real. You are creating that space. It's the same with goal setting. You can either make the goal and hit that target, or you can come up with an excuse reason why you won't get there. It's the same thing here. You can either allow this feeling, because it's just a feeling, and and if, if I asked you right now, if you're sitting down listening to this, and I asked you to be sad, you would probably hunch your shoulders over, you would drop your head, your eyes would droop, you would start feeling that sense of uncertainty and and lack of warmth, you'd probably start feeling cold. But if I told you to snap right out of it like that, you could do it by jumping up. And if I said to you, I want you to feel 100% confident, 100% in control, you would probably stand up, puff your chest out, and your head and chin would lift so high that you would control the space. That's how easy you can shift your state. That's how easy you can shift that feeling. The feeling of not being good enough does not exist. It only exists in you. So you're right where you need to be, Use the energy, find a way to use the energy that uncertainty creates and let it go because your potential is uncapped. I can't say that enough. Your potential is uncapped. You are holding your potential back. I'm going to touch on this in a, in a few other a few other podcasts as we go forward, but the, the main key here is to just let go of trying to be perfect. So until next time, thanks a lot, guys, and I'm sure that we've got so much more value to offer. So until next time, keep striving for greatness.